The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Well, hello, my friend, and happy new year to you. Welcome to 2021. I'm so excited that we have a fresh start. This often means we feel re-energized and thoughtful about, you know, reviewing where have we come from? How did we start out this homeschooling year? And we look ahead to what's to come, what more we want to accomplish before the end of the homeschooling year. But it can also mean that we feel perhaps a bit overwhelmed, right? Or unclear how to get back to the lessons after a homeschooling break. (laughs) Today, I want to talk to you about your superpower. You may not even know you have this superpower, but you do. And here it is. Rhythm plus inner work equals your superpower. In this episode, I'm going to give you three tips so you can start developing this superpower for yourself. But let's get real here for just a moment. As homeschoolers, our thought process often goes something like this. Okay, it's time to get organized. Uh, How am I going to get back on track? Here's what I need. I need supplies. I need a plan. I need a curriculum to tell me exactly what to do. I need books, resources, crayons, paper, and all the things. And then I'll be ready. (laughs) But do you still feel like something's missing? (laughs) One mistake we often make is we gather all the things but then we wait until we we feel ready. We wait until we're ready and feel motivated to begin again or to begin for the first time. But here's a little tip for you. If, you, if we wait 
to feel motivated before we take action, it might be a long, long time. So what we really want to do is take action first, and then the motivation builds from that. So rather than trying to white knuckle it and make ourselves feel motivated, we want to strengthen our will, that inner force or human capacity to decide what to do and do it. We want to strengthen that instead of just reacting to everything around us. We want to strengthen our will so that taking action becomes easier, so that homeschooling flows more smoothly. Remember this. This is just an important reminder. You might even want to write this down. You are never behind as long as you're taking action any action. You're never behind as long as you're taking action. Okay, so how do we strengthen our will, our inner resources for the work that we do? Here's where your superpower comes in, rhythm plus inner work. All right, so let's talk about each of these. For just a moment. Rhythm is that daily routine, right? That's it's not necessarily attached to a schedule with time stamps. Uh, it's simply a flow of activities. And the more consistent we can get with one activity following another on Mondays and then on Tuesdays and then on Wednesdays, this is what we do. <laughs> Each morning, here it is, this is what we do today, then the more motivated we'll feel. Because we feel successful, we feel like we're making progress, we'll feel like this homeschooling gig is sustainable over time. We'll also feel lighter and more capable of making this happen, of bringing homeschooling lessons to our children. And a side benefit with a regular daily and weekly homeschooling rhythm is that our children will feel uh, more held. They'll feel uh, more uh, capable to just, or more likely, I guess, to just step into the lessons and say yes to what we have to offer them. Uh, If you want to know more about rhythm, I did an episode. It's episode number three, all about Uh, creating a rhythm and how rhythm is such an an important part of homeschooling. Okay, so then uh, if we couple that rhythm, that sense of daily and weekly rhythm in our lives, in our homeschooling lives with inner work, which is that a creative practice we do to strengthen ourselves for the homeschooling work we do, Then we have a real superpower. This is when our superpower comes alive. The inner work, uh, it allows us to to stay, no matter what, um, to stay grounded, no matter what's going on around us. The inner work allows us to stay focused, right, on the lessons and not get distracted by all the pings and the messages that we get on the daily, and the inner work, um, we want to do the inner work so we can be truly present with our children 
uh, for extended periods of time so that they know we're there for them. This is what we do every day. We want to be present with them, uh, learn, and so that they can learn and grow into the person they're here to become, (laughs) the person that's inside of them, right, that's evolving and growing. So let me tell you a little story. When I was first uh, starting this homeschooling journey, my homeschooling journey, and feeling so lost, (laughs) perhaps that's how you're feeling right now, or you can at least recognize this feeling, I signed up for a course. It was a correspondence course. You're going to laugh. But I think it was called Creative Teaching. And it was a correspondence course, meaning it was distance learning through the mail, the post office kind of mail. Uh, This was years ago. And the course was taught by one of the authors of the Oak Meadow curriculum. Okay, so just a quick side note on Oak Meadow. It's, if you aren't familiar with it, it's a curriculum that's um, considered to be creative, a creative approach to teaching and learning, somewhat Waldorf inspired. Uh, Just keep in mind, though, I just want to point out that I was not using the Oak Meadow curriculum at the time. Uh, and my reasons, it, one of the biggest drawbacks to me of that particular curriculum is that it's not organized in main lesson blocks. It's just the, a curriculum where you do a little bit of every subject every day. Uh, and instead of, you know, focusing on one subject for four to six weeks, as is uh, suggested in the Waldorf approach. And in my experience with my own three kids, Uh, homeschooling others, children, and working with hundreds of of homeschooling parents, the block method really does work. So I just wanted to add this side note. I'm not here to recommend a curriculum to you. I'm really here to tell you this story about how I came to realize, to embrace, uh, and really develop my own superpower. So back to the story. (laughs) I signed up for this correspondence course. Uh, I think it was called, like I said, I think it was called Creative Teaching because it was really all that was available at the time to learn this uh, creative hands-on approach to teaching and learning. Uh, And you're going to laugh because it was so long ago, Um, but here's how it worked. I signed up. I received a binder in the mail, right? Snail mail. And the binder had these dividers in it with different lessons, sections for different types of lessons. And the idea was uh, that I would learn to bring each of these different creative types of activities to my children. Um, I would practice the lessons and get feedback from the instructor in the course. And I think my kids were, they were really, we had just started homeschooling. So the boys, I have three kids and the boys are close in age. And then there's a gap before our daughter came. But so the boys were probably in, I don't know, first and second grade, second and third grade, somewhere in there. So we're at the beginning of our homeschooling journey. I received the binder in the mail and I start in on the lessons. Uh, And here's how it would go. I would get homework, right? So I do a little bit of reading, then I'd practice. And then my homework would be to uh, do some activity and send it via the post office to my instructor, who would then review it and send me back her response. 
I remember one of the lessons, this is just an example, was learning to teach the recorder to my children. The homework for me was to learn a really simple song on the recorder and then record it. (laughs) So uh, I recorded it on a cassette tape and I recorded myself playing this song. Like, actually, I think I was pretending, not pretending to teach. I think I was actually teaching the song to my boys. So I record the lesson and then I mailed the cassette tape uh, to my instructor in the mail. And she listened to my recording and wrote up her responses to my teaching and then mailed her comments back to me. So keep in mind, this whole process took a few weeks time, right? When I received her critique, right, her reflections on my recorder playing and lesson presentation, I was kind of shocked. Her critique was, there was probably more to it, but what I, what is seared in my memory is that she said I had a weak will and that I needed to really work on strengthening my will in order to be a stronger teacher, homeschooling parent for my children. And whoa, I felt a bit defeated, I must say. Uh, I was so proud of myself for signing up for this course and really doing the work. And it was, it was, it was deflating, right? When I got this feedback, a little discouraging. So now how did she suggest I strengthen my will? She suggested that I create a daily rhythm for myself and my children and follow it. It sounds really simple, doesn't it? But we all know that's not as simple as it sounds. And I'll be the first to admit, rhythm, it's not easy for me. I still struggle with it sometimes in following through on my established daily rhythm. And I still work with this, even though my three kids are grown. Uh, I have a daily rhythm that I uh, continue to work with every single day. and. It's something that I started working with over 25 years ago. I've been teaching for almost 30 years. And and I've really, since this time of (laughs) being given the encouragement (laughs) to really more uh, more deeply work with rhythm in my daily life, I have been. you know, and we all fall off from it from time to time, but coming back to it, I always find that it really enriches my life and it does help to strengthen my will to do the work, whatever that might be. All right. So the second thing my correspondence teacher recommended to me to strengthen my will was to engage more in the creative practice of what is called inner work. Uh, So Steiner, the founder, Rudolf Steiner, the founder of the Waldorf Approach, talked about inner work as prayer and meditation. So it has a very broad meaning. And these days it has more, you know, it's talked about more and more. But generally, any practice that really helps you hone your focused attention in a meditative way can be called inner work. Uh, And these days, there's so many resources for prayer and meditation. I I currently use an app, and I recommend it to homeschooling moms all the time. It's called Insight Timer. 
Uh, I absolutely love it because it has all kinds of like a huge variety of guided meditations on it. And, uh, and you could just search for whatever you want, whatever you're feeling intuitively drawn to on any given day, like gratitude or, or healthy sleep or, or being more positive or whatever it is you want. Um, the truth is I'm, I'm not great at meditating either. I mean, I'm, it. I find sitting quietly and meditating completely on my own to, own to be very challenging, but I love guided meditations. And I can choose one of those, you know, that um, is is meeting with me where I am right now in this in the moment. So that's my preferred uh, way of meditating. So back to my story. Initially, when this advice was given to me by my instructor in the correspondence course, I really, uh, I resisted it. I think because I, it felt both rhythm and inner work felt unfamiliar. And, and it's a little bit hard to believe that these, these actions, these activities would be as important or even more important than the curriculum and the plan and all those things I talked about gathering in the beginning of this episode. But when I began to follow her advice and work more with rhythm and develop an inner work practice, I found that I was more able to show up and do what I had planned. I was more capable of following through and sustaining homeschooling over the long term. So that's why I say your superpower is rhythm plus inner work. I strongly encourage you to embrace both of these in your daily life in some fashion, right? It can be so, so simple. 10 minutes a day of inner work and a super, super simple rhythm. Uh, what many of us do when we try to create a homeschooling rhythm is we list out everything we can think of that we should do, like right, that should take place in one day. And then that list is so long and so involved with, with so many things on it that it seems almost impossible, but we give it a try anyway, and then it falls apart rather quickly. So I actually suggest the opposite, which is counterintuitive, I think, to most of us, but way more effective. And honestly, all the research is about like habits and, you know, changing your habits in the new year or creating, developing new habits, all the, there's a lot of research about that now. And it all says you have to start so, 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 so small that it almost seems ridiculous <laughs> and then build from there. So that means you might have three things on your rhythm, on your daily rhythm to start with. It might be, you know, um, you can decide what all you put on it, but it might be, you know, open with a couple of songs and verses, do a main lesson and go outside for a walk, you know, whatever it is, wherever you like start where you are. And then once that's working for a while, add to it. So keep this mantra in mind, uh, scale back into it works until it works and then add from there. So wherever you are, if it's not working right now, scale back. All right. So as we wrap up, I want to give you three powerful yet simple tips to help you develop your superpower. So the first one is recognize that there's more to homeschooling than the curriculum and the supplies. Number one. Number two Begin working on strengthening your will 
through the development of a daily rhythm and taking some time for inner work every single day. These can be short practices, but consistency is really the key. You want to build up consistency. And then number three, enjoy developing your superpower and recognize that this is a long game, right? You'll grow and change through the years of homeschooling just as much as your children do. So just to review, first tip, recognize that there's more to homeschooling than the curriculum. Second tip, begin working on strengthening your will and developing a daily rhythm. Third tip, recognize that this is a long game and you're going to change in the process of homeschooling too. All right. I hope that this has been helpful for you today. Uh, I have two specific recommendations if you're interested in embracing this idea of developing your superpower that's inside of you more fully. So the first is, if you haven't yet, go download my free guide. It's called Save Your Homeschooling Day, Three Steps to Rescue Your Rhythm for a Simple, Happy Homeschool. I encourage you to do that right now, (laughs) you can find it at artofhomeschooling.com slash free guide because uh, it really will help you develop a weekly and daily rhythm that works for you. Not that somebody else tells you you should be doing, but one that you develop. Uh, This free guide, it gives you lots of examples of how other people have created their own rhythm. And there are photos too, there are images that I think are super helpful. One of the things I love about the guide is that I think it's it's kind of surprising how different everybody's rhythm is, right? So you'll see all that in these rhythm charts that some other homeschooling mamas inside my membership have created. They all look really different, but finding something that works for you is really the key. All right. And second, if you're interested in inner work and strengthening your own inner work practice, I lead a group of homeschooling mamas through the inner work journey just once a year. And in 2021, we'll be starting on March 2nd. Uh, This is a 12-week experience to really help you learn the tools and practices to strengthen your inner forces and feel better, really, as a homeschooling mom. If you're interested in joining us, you can get on the waiting list for that and just go to, you can also find details about, more details about how it works, but you can go to artofhomeschooling.com slash journey. We'd love to have you join us. So thanks so much for listening in today. And I hope you find ways to increase your new, your newfound superpower. <laughs> Remember that it comes from rhythm and inner work, the combination of those two practices. So start here in order to help you sustain homeschooling in the long run. Rhythm plus inner work are really essential to help you develop your very own superpower. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. 
Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm-hmm.